1: Visit voicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. To the highway in a brand new day. Over the
0: Gotta let it go. So Fast mm-hmm. Down.
1: Down. Down. Down to light.
2: welcome back to open the voice gate for may 31st 2022 we are members of the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Network feed or our own dedicated podcast feed on all podcast catchers and platforms. You can follow us on Twitter at Open VoiceGate. If you would like to donate to the show, click the link in the show notes. It'll take you to our RedCircle.com lighting site. You click the red box that says sponsor this podcast and you can set up a one-time or recurring donation. No obligation whatsoever, but we would like to thank our previous backers. I'm one of your hosts, it's your old pal, Iron Mike Spears, Joined alongside, as always, my co-host and friend K. Slow. In Case. Uh, I, I think we should just, like, get right into it. I feel like that there's some cosmic, weird vibes going throughout the world right now, but how are you?
1: I'm okay. I mean, you know, like I answered last week, and like someone uh, astutely pointed out in the Discord, you asked me how my mental health was, and I said it's never good. And it's not that things are better or worse than last week, but... Yeah, you know, this was, it's interesting, last week we had a show with a lot of news, and arguably news with a Z, it was a little clickbaity, and this is not a show, given the topics that we cover, that typically does that, this is, you know, the the to me what I like about this podcast is that I don't have to analyze a lot of business, I don't have to talk about a lot of gossip, I can talk about a lot of wrestling, which, and this medium is arguably the hardest of those three things to talk about, but I enjoy talking about the wrestling, and this week is a wrestle-heavy episode. We have a number of matches, an entire show, two different promotions to talk about. There's a lot to like right now, and this will be one of those challenges where hopefully 45, 50 minutes in— it's not just you and I back and forth going, hey, this was really good. Hey, you know what? I liked this match. This was really good. But it does seem like over the past week, this was uh, like you said to me earlier before we started recording. This was a week that felt like a month and there is a lot of things to cover. But the good news is I'm very excited about uh, not only what we have to cover, but what's ahead. Let me ask you real quick. We're recording this a few days before the June 2nd Cork and Hall King of Gate Finals and the June 3rd Tori Reunion Show. On a scale of 1 to 10, how excited for those shows are you?
2: Oh, I'm an 11. Oh, like, I'm the, great, yeah. The, this is my favorite. Like King of Gate, sincerely, is my favorite time of the year for Dragon Gate. Because, I, at least for me, like, Case, like, hey, so you know who my favorite wrestler to watch on the roster is? It's UT. So, getting a chance to get a lot of dedicated singles matches for UT, even in the knockout format, where he's not going to have as many matches, but now more matches are appearing on tape. I, I'm thriving like Casey you know how you, you might have noticed over the last few months my my, my star ratings my reviews I, I wouldn't say I was in a bad mood but I was I was searching for something a little bit like I was searching for something in this company but let me tell you on this show I have one two three four five four star matches and wow. I, this is my that this might be one of my favorite weeks that Dragon Gates had in a long time. Like this, the, this might be my favorite tournament that they've done, and I, <laughs> and, and that might be something to get people angry at, considering how the Osaka results went in some ways. But I just absolutely adored this week.
1: That's kind of where I'm at. I was, of course, doing some show prep in the shower this afternoon. It's when I think about open the voice gate the most, and I came to the conclusion that this King of Gate tournament has been perfectly booked. It has been so unpredictable but so exciting. And any other promotion in the world, you know, one result goes awry and I lose faith in the entire process. But whether it's Kai losing in under a minute or Ata losing when he did or the inclusion of Minorita or the fact that we're now staring down the barrel of a Final Four with no Yamato, no KZ, no shooting Skywalker, no Ata, These are all possible red flags if you throw them out on paper, but you watch the way this tournament has been executed. And, and we're people who obviously do a Dragon Gate podcast or partial, you know, or partial like this promotion, but I feel like you and I, over the past two to three years, have been really fair about what has hit and what hasn't. And for me, this King of Gate tournament has hit on every level. And I talk about this a lot Uh, Of course, because it's advantageous uh, advantageous for us from a business standpoint, but also just because I like talking about Dragon Gate with so many people. I don't know how to get the guy that gets his wrestling news from Reddit to care about Dragon Gate, but God, it seems like this King of Gate tournament would be the time to do that. And I don't think, I don't get the impression new fans have come aboard over the past month, which is crazy, because the month of May from Dead or Alive through this Osaka show on May 29th. What a great month of wrestling. I mean, I look at my spreadsheet here, and I've got over a dozen four-plus star matches for the month. I think I've got 15 all total for this month alone. And that includes, you know, yes, a number of four-star, you know, I'm partial to the style, so maybe I think they're better than the average wrestling fan matches. But that's also Kai versus Susumu, which is a top 10 match for me this year. KZ versus Skywalker, which we're going to talk about. Diamante versus Yoshioka, which I I, I want to spend an hour talking about. Minoru versus KZ, which we talked about last week. Yamato versus Yoshioka, which I thought was brilliant from the start of this month. May of 2022, from a, a, a monthly point of view is an all-time great Dragon Gate month. And I think you and I have lived in that. I think we've been very excited as we go into June and then obviously Kobe World and the Ultimo Anniversary show at the end of July and early August. I'm so excited for what's to come because I have no idea what's to come. And that that includes the final four of King of Gate. We know three of the four guys that are going to be in there. We have no clue what that fourth participant is going to do, but I don't care. I'm not worried about it. I'm excited about it. And I just, I don't think the inroads have been made that should have been made uh this month in terms of outreach and i don't know how to fix that that's certainly not a critique on the english side of drangate i just think this wrestling is so good and i wish more people cared about it
2: yeah it's something where at least for me i i'm prepared to close the door on may and i don't i can't think of a time where at least and of course this is all preference when we get down to it i like a certain style of wrestling and dragon gate best represents that style of wrestling but i can't remember a month where case i had more four star matches on this osaka show than i had for dead uh, that i had for double or nothing this weekend like think about that this well, is like the i think this is one of the best entering months to dragon Gate in dragon system history that's the point i'm getting to
1: Oh, I would, I would certainly agree with that. I mean, you, you obviously you would have to look at some of the months of May. I think you know, May 2016 was a really good King of Gate. May 2014 had some some high points. Uh, I always point to January of 2005 as a remarkable month for the promotion. Those are just the immediate ones that come to mind. But yeah, the overall output here between Dead or Alive, which was a very good show, the May Cork and Hall show, which I told everybody batting down the hatches, that show was going to be great, and it was. The Sambo Hall show, which I thought was a ton of fun. The Akaido triple shot, which had great matches on it. Plus these house show matches, some of which King of Gate related, some of which not, which flirted. With greatness, I mean, I have one house show match at four stars, and I I have a handful at three and three quarters. This was just—this was a fun month, and and to compare and contrast to AEW, because you just did, you know, I was not into the build for Double or Nothing at all. I watched Dynamite every week, but for the month of May, I would not say I enjoyed Dynamite. It was more one of those deals where I had it on out of habit, but I was not fully paying attention to those shows just because I— I didn't care. I didn't like a number of the angles. I didn't, even things that I wanted to like, I didn't really care for the direction of it. I wasn't into Punk versus Hangman, at least in the build to it, despite being a big fan of both those guys. So at the last minute, I begrudgingly ordered Double or Nothing, and, you know, long, but a, a great show, and it reminded me, oh, that's right, you know, this is a promotion that I care about and that I, I think is worthwhile. But none of these hiccups have existed in Drangate, especially over the past month, but really this year. I mean, we're approaching the halfway point of the year, and the consistency of Dragon Gate up and down the card from the rookies on the undercard to, you know, guys like Yamato and, and Dragon Kid who are having really solid outings of the midcard to obviously this ever-changing and eccentric and exciting main event scene with Skywalker and and Kai and Yoshioka and Dragon Daya and KZ and, and whoever else. I love this promotion right now. And I think, you know, 2020 was a banner year. That's when we started going weekly with these episodes. And there was a lot to like in 2020 once crowds returned in July. 2021 had its ups and downs. There were certainly times where we would come on here and go like, yeah, well, this match happened and this match existed and this match took place and we'll see you next week. They've righted whatever wrongs I think they they struggled with in 2021. And I'm just so content with this promotion as we head into what is going to be a massive week for the company. Uh, and, and hopefully, we see, you know, 1500 in Cork and Hall for both the King of Gate uh, uh, finale and the Tori Bond reunion show. I'm just very happy with things right now. I, I'm really uncontent with a lot of the wrestling world. And I think this is the most, if, if i were to say i've been a, a quote-unquote smart fan or at least a very tuned in fan i'll say for eight years i started following new japan in early 2014 drangate right around the same time uh at, by that point pwg ring of honor drangate usa evolved well in my rotation so you know eight years roughly of being in this bubble writing for voices of since 2015 this is the most insular and focused i've been on drangate i'm not Scouring the internet for a four star Big Japan match. I'm pretty removed from what DDT is doing. I'm very turned off by Noah. I have long since cared about All Japan. Oddly enough, I'm watching more New Japan than I have in a few years now. But really, outside of the weekly dynamites, I am spending all of my time on Drangate. And that is, you know, obviously it's a promotion that I love, but this is the first time that I feel like this is my only focus in wrestling but i'm happy to do that because this product has been so good this year
2: yeah he i i feel like in a way you're kind of going through a phase that i went through like in 2016 2017 where i just was like all right i already at that point was still loosely covering dragon gate but i i was the person who tried to watch everything and then i realized like i just don't enjoy it i just enjoy it so i've gotten myself down like i it, it, it's something that like I greatly mirror your thoughts on the build of double or nothing. People could read my preview at Spears of Asians for that. First time I've ever done that case, by the way. Sounded but, good. Sounded okay. healthy. Yeah. So it, it it's something where like I feel like that we're in like this weird spot in the overall industry. Like I find myself more compelled now by like by like the macro trends, if that makes sense in wrestling. Like I, I could care less at this point. Like, I now have a personal rule for me covering WWE now. Do you want to hear what it is? I would love to. It has to either be two standard deviations better or worse than than what you consider an average. Okay. Two standard deviations. So it has to either be uh, exponentially two times better or exponentially two times worse. Because I just, like, I'm more interested at, like, maybe I am the sicko who's more interested in, like, in trends and business right now in the industry than I am about the product that's being put on screens most most nights. And that's, but Dragon Gate, I'll let me tell you this. Dragon Gate, you sit down, you put on the YouTube uh, things, catching up, watching some Yamagata, some Nigata, and Okayama. I think closing out with Osaka, man, That that's what I'm here for. This is the wrestling that I love.
1: Well, one of the points that I tried to hammer home a few weeks ago might have even just been last week. I don't know. Time has uh, I'm I I was hit today that by the time people are listening to this, it's going to be June, which freaked me out. But I also feel like this past week, like I said, it felt like a year. There was just a lot going on uh, in my life, but also within the Dragon Gate universe. But one of the points that I've tried to hammer home recently is, hey, yes, this promotion has great matches. Yes, the stories are there. But these Dragon Gate shows are fun right now. And there have been points in time, I mean, I joke with Mike all the time about, you know, what's worse than sitting down and watching a 2018 Kobe Sambo Hall show. Those were the driest, most boring, painful watches to sit through six or seven matches and the from matches one through seven going, God, I don't want to watch this. God, I don't want to watch this. God, I don't want to watch this. And I don't, I don't have that at all. All right now and especially as someone who focuses on the the scene in japan i mean aew is great i like that i have an american wrestling product that like people at work know what aew is and i don't have to go oh i like wrestling but i i, I also like this weird thing no it's like i like aew and that's good enough for conversation but in japan things just aren't fun you know it's a bummer the- I mean, I've, en- I've, I've enjoyed the super juniors tournament because i think super juniors this year has been really fun but as a as a nation wrestling in Japan right now is just not fun. And I feel like dragon gate is the only company that I can sit down and obviously I'm going to hyper-focus on it, but in a weird way I can also just relax while watching it.
2: Yeah. I, I guess like that I have a two prong question based off of that. Do you think that just like relating both uh, dragon gate to Japan and then the Japanese scene in general, do you think that because of, the way that just because of the runoff of COVID, that the crowds is just completely in a wave, have kept things at such a standstill that in a lot of ways, other than like, you know, that's the Super Juniors, they're able to bring all these people in now. So you're not dealing with the core roster and who else they could pay to come join the tournament. Do you think that's just because like we've been so stagnant or at least... We, as a fan base, have been watching this industry that's been so stagnant since March of 2020, whereas Dragon Gate, we're like, we can't do that. Because I feel like that that's where you're getting to there.
1: I have a a general, not disdain, disdain is too strong. I think there's a general malaise with the in-ring style. I mean, what I like primarily is junior heavyweight wrestling. And I think junior heavyweights are at an all-time low in japan right now i don't think the noah division is that strong i don't think the all japan division is that strong i like the new japan division a hell of a lot more when they have foreigners and and let me say credit to alex zane who i have always been incredibly hard on i have not seen at times really anything in him, but I have never seen what most people have seen in him. Alex Zane has been a lot of fun on the super juniors tour. So good for him. Uh, Jack Cartwheel saving gleet, a guy who I I certainly did not buy into at first, but I'm into Jack Cartwheel right now. Uh, The junior heavyweight scene in Japan is really, really rough and not having, I mean, Osaka pro started up and we'll see what comes of that, but not having like a secondary junior promotion outside of Gate certainly is hurting my interest but then also just with what we have I don't love the parts and then you know I still love Okada I'm still gonna watch all of Okada's big matches but you know Miyohara and Shiozaki and Kitamiya I've I've seen them and and maybe that is where the stagnation comes in where I I'm waiting for something new from these guys and it's just not happening but I I think that's part of what gets me so excited about Dragon Gate is you know, we talked about the five-year plan, but just the, the possibilities of six months to a year from now, and I look at some of these other promotions, and I feel like I've seen it before. I I know what's coming because uh, it has already come and gone, and they're going to circle back to it, and I don't find that to be too exciting.
2: All right, let's talk about not knowing what's coming up, Case. Should we get into this King of Gate stuff because— I think basically everyone's bracket is busted for the most part at this point. Oh, my God. I No, no no
1: one had a final four. Of... I had three.
2: I had three of the final four. But that was who it. did who
1: did you not have? Kondo?
2: No, I didn't have Ata. I thought Kondo was going on a run here.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. So Ata was in, what, the lower right-hand corner? Is that Shun? That's Shun's yeah, spot. Yeah, that's
2: Shun. Yeah. Fascinating. The, they should have been really cute and named it, like, Ulti, uh, the sponge name... I'm trying to think of other <laughs> mascots that they could have done with that. Uh, I, I mean, Anthony W. Mori, he's a mascot. That should yeah, have been a region. Give,
1: give one of the, the quadrants to the Leck Corporation's grandson, whatever his name is. That's right, his quadrant yeah. of the bracket. Yeah, they could have sold that. That would have been a good sponsorship.
2: Sponge grandson bracket, but yes. <laughs> so um, well, we're not operating on spoilers here. The final four at this point are Shuji Kondo, Yuki Shioka, Shun Skywalker, and then X, uh, Jason Lee, Won his quarterfinal match against BB Hulk, but suffered a concussion. Fair in if you if you, we'll talk about the match later, but it's very clear that this was the right move. And they have not announced as of time of recording what the format is going to be. I know Jay mentioned you know putting Hulk in there, maybe doing a four way with all the other quarterfinalists, doing a Dragon Royal, but we're just kind of left here right now until probably Wednesday knowing what the exact uh, change they're going to be making there.
1: My guess, my, I, you know, I don't even say my guess, my hope is that they do a battle Royal. And I specifically think Dragon Kid should win that battle Royal and we should do Kano versus Kid in the semifinals. But I, yeah, it's, it, you know, what that's the other thing about Dragon Gate is we haven't had cards to preview this entire year and I still don't like it, but in moments like this, it's very interesting to go, okay, well, there's this tournament with massive implications we're two days away from the finale, and we don't know what's gonna happen and that puts everybody, but especially us in an interesting position
2: yeah, so let's talk about how we got there how we how we've gotten to these this final three here, okay, starting off with may twenty fourth and Yamagata i I will say this, I mostly just watch the King of Gate shows other than one match on Yamagata, just so everyone knows like why i'm I don't have anything to say about a random. Six-man tag. But from Yamagata and King of Gate, we had UT versus Yukiosha, Yo- Yoshioka. And then we had the retirement match of Shoya Sato. So just overall, this was just like one of those things that only Dragon Gate does this this whole day that they put up on YouTube, in my opinion.
1: Uh, phenomenal stuff. Uh, let's start with the King of Gate match. Yoshioka versus UT. We had talked about their 2019 match, the third place contest from the 2019 rookie ranking tournament a few months ago you can go back in the open the voice gate feed and find that episode i thought we did really good work there looking at you know what i called at the time the freshman class all of these rookies and youngsters that Drangate had had in 2018 and 2019 they put them in a seven-man tournament and we got to see i mean that's you know that's the start of shun skywalker's main event career right there but there was that third place match of yoshioka versus ut and at the time these were two guys that had yet to come into their own and there's an argument to be made especially in the case of yoshioka that he has even more room to grow now despite being as good as he is uh but yeah this match was exactly what i expected it to be yoshioka was a dominant and forceful base for ut who climbed around him like a jungle gym this had uh for a 13 minute match frenetic pacing to it that the the cardio that these two have that they kind of showed off I thought was incredibly impressive and this is one of those matches that it's it's weird I think the way people watch this promotion where we could say oh this is more accessible than the network it's on YouTube but this is also one of those matches that if it happened in Cork and Hall or even in Osaka I think it would have more buzz than it does because this was a very good match
2: yeah I absolutely love this match guys like that should not surprise you whatsoever no it does not yeah 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 just they got after it immediately and then they did strong bra- grappling it's something that like seeing yuki oshioka as himself and not as dragon dia reminds you of like oh wait this guy really is close thing to a five tool player like being more than willing to play in ut's playground and we got that really sick being yave tease part way through and i kind of came to a determination here that i gotta say uh, this is going to be my storyline going into Wednesday. I think this is Yuki Yoshioka's tournament. Not to win the tournament. Maybe he could at this point. I don't know. But I he has not had less than a four-star match in this tournament so far. I think he's the MVP of King of Game. I was gonna say
1: this for the Diamante match, but you set it up so beautifully, so I will talk about it here. People do not realize how good Yuki Yoshioka is and that has been the case his entire career. This guy came in, sandwiched in between, and this will sound so odd, but he was sandwiched in between Ben K and Shun Skywalker and Katsumi Takashida, and that is a name, that was his name, right?
2: Yeah, Katsumi Takashima. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 Takashima, um takashima got all of this buzz because he was a rookie whose first match was in cork and hall and obviously anybody that has followed this promotion at all over the last five or six years knows ben k and skywalker and those were two guys who from the jump had a lot of buzz to their name and yoshioka was the the middle child in this equation there's hyo there too but yeah i think you and i especially put a lot of emphasis on hyo in the early going so yoshioka his buzz just slipped through the cracks because he came in at a time where Ben and Shun had already kind of established themselves as these really fun rookies. And by the time we got to that fateful December 1st, 2016 match, something that we've referenced a million times on this podcast, the rookies versus veterans, Takashiba was the guy that had a little bit of buzz because it was his very first match and it was in Cork and hall. And that has seemed to set the precedent for Yoshioka over the next five years that he's always in the shadow of someone else. He was at Mochizuki Dojo and he was great there, but nobody thinks when they think Mochizuki Dojo, no one's going, oh God, that time in Yuki Yoshioka's career wasn't that great. Even now in Decourage, I think at least within the space that we operate in, the people that we talk to, our little community, it's Decourage and it's Dragon Daya and then Yuki Yoshioka in terms of popularity. And that's not a slight on Yoshioka at all. He just, he's had this unfortunate knack for being surrounded by the buzzworthy guys. And it's worked for him to some degree, and I think it's taken away from his shine a little bit. This is the first time that as a singles entity and as a future main eventer, which is very clearly the way he's being positioned here, not only in this tournament, but in Decourage as a whole, he is being positioned as a future guy, and he is firing on all cylinders. You're exactly right, Mike. He is the MVP of this tournament. Nobody is close. And I think as time goes on, he's gonna be one of these sticky guys where one day he's gonna be in the main event of, you know, dangerous gate or gate of destiny, and he's gonna crush it. And then people will go, Oh, that's right. Yuki Yoshioka is one of the best wrestlers in the world, top twenty-five, top fifty, top seventy-five. Whatever that is, whatever that demarcation point is, is up to you. But he is going to be one of those guys. He arguably is one of those guys already. But for whatever reason, throughout his his six-year career, he has never been the spotlight, and King of Gate 2022 is the most spotlight that's ever been on him, and he has crushed it. He has crushed it in every single match.
2: I think the really cool thing about Yoshioka is that he's kind of this overlooked person. He's understated. Like, there's a reason, case why I always say, like, oh, his compass is Sumu Mochizuki, right? Because, like, he has a lot of the same tendencies— if only I think he has a little bit of a higher ceiling than Susumu ever had. It's something that like he has like the the quiet coolness with like Daya and everyone else around him, and you just kind of stand back and you're like, Oh, yeah, Dragon Daya, that he's the cool skateboard guy, but his quiet friend just throws people around and then gives the heaviest frog splash possible to you. And I think it works for him long term. Like it's something where, you know, it's the the the, the the core tenet of Dragon Gate is forming the relationship between the wrestlers and fans here. He, I feel like, has an ability that's going to be a very endearing and enduring, like, fandom for Yuki Yoshioka in a way that I don't necessarily see other people having, like, this like like never say die like can't you see like like if we were in a previous era like huge yuki Shioka banners already in cork and hall and just be like oh yeah these people like yuki Shioka because i feel like that he has that vibe right now
1: yeah he is a pilot he is somebody that when i get on the plane i immediately feel good i trust him i know we're going to get to our location i don't have to worry about anything and that is weirdly a presence that i think he's always had i mean even in 2018 and 2019 he maybe is, in
2: 2016 yeah he was the just, most comm- he like compared to the other rookies he was the one with the biggest command of the ring and the quite confidence there
1: I, yeah he's he's always done that i like yeah I, I i like him so much he clocks in he does his job he does it well and he clocks out and that can go one of two ways in Dragon Gate, and he has figured out a way to do it favorably. I, I've i always been a big fan. I'm stoked that this is a tournament where he's crushed it the way he has. And and you're right. I, I think Susumu, but at even higher ceiling, is a very fair comp for where he's at in his career right now.
2: Apparently, he's a really good talker. That was something that... I remember talking with people about like during prime zone days. So it's like, no, don't worry about him. He doesn't seem like this, but he's actually really funny. It'll work for him. Well,
1: that, that's what I was trying to think was, have I, have I seen Yuki Yoshioka cut a promo? And I'm sure I have, but I off the top of my head just have, have no recollection of that. So I, I was wondering that. And I was going to ask people as soon as we stopped recording, Hey, what's, what's his promo like, cause that is obviously a big factor in, in his main event success.
2: It, it could have been. Things could have changed over COVID. It changed for a lot of us, but at least last time I heard, he he was pretty fine with that. Uh, well, that's the... a, well,
1: hold on. That's that's the other thing that I think we have to mention about Yoshioka. That I I tend to believe, and and perhaps I'm incorrect, but from the people that I talked to about this promotion, there was a, a new fan that joined the fray at Kobe World 2019, and maybe not everybody jumped on there, but I I think we we have a new generation of viewer from Kobe World 2019 that attaches themselves to a KZ and a Shun and even an Ishida, maybe more so than a Dragon Kid, a Yamato, a Genki Horoguchi etc. You know, those, those older guys. There, there's a new fan here that really connects to this current crop of main eventers. The thing with Yoshioka is that he was gone for two years. And so if you jumped in let's say world 2019, or let's say you jumped in March 22nd, 2020, that first empty arena show that was uploaded on YouTube. By that point, Yoshioka has gone. He's in Mexico for a year. And then he's Dya Inferno for a year. And you know, Inferno had its ups and downs. I was a little more favorable to the gimmick than I think most people were. At times he crushed it at times he did not, but he was out of sight, out of mind. Yuki Yoshioka as an entity for two years and that's the other thing is that he is now six months into this run and Courage, already winning people over, and just kind of once he came back, it was business as usual. It was yep, that's right. He's cool, calm, and collected. Yuki Oshioka. Let's forget this Die Inferno thing. He's back to the guy we thought he was, <laughs> and he's even better than the guy we thought he was. It's it's so amazing what he's been able to do in this finite period of time. Because I mean, think of so much changed. From when he left in February of 2020 to when he came back as Yuki Yoshioka in January of 2022, it's remarkable what he's done, and and he deserves a little bit of a round of applause.
2: Absolutely, it's it it's going to be fun with him. Like I could tell, like this is something that it's it's worth going going back and revisiting stuff. You know, from the rookie ranking tournament, the stuff they have already have up on the network. It, it's really worth doing that because there's some really cool stuff up there. Uh, the the main match in Yamagata, and something that we knew last week, but because of the times recording, we didn't get a chance to get to, is the retirement match for Shoya Sato. He teamed with Takuma Fujiwara, Minarita, Ishinahashi, the healthy members of the future class of 2021, versus Misaki Mochizuki, Don Fuji, Susumu Mochizuki, and a returning general manager, Ryo Saito. Of course, it was the Sato Natoshi on uh sato by don fuji to to retire him and then they did a really sweet visual pin of don fuji afterwards that cracked me up and then they had one of those dang dragon gate retirement ceremonies guys
1: yeah this was beautifully done and i don't know if this is a hot take or not but i went four stars of the match i thought it was uh legitimately great i went three and three quarters on yoshioka versus ut and i went four stars on this main event it is such a bummer that This is the end of Sato's career. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, Mike, but his his drangy Twitter uh, has been deleted, which I I believe was his doing, not the company's, because my impression from this is that he's family and that even though his career was six months long, Sato is somebody that is going to be uh, welcome back, at least from a community standpoint, uh, whenever he wants it. I mean, Don Fuji in particular, a a man who who has been known to not be the nicest at times. Don Fuji in particular, uh, very open in his public support for him. It's it's such a bummer that Sato went away as quickly as he did, you know, just for a number of reasons, but selfishly in the ring. One of these things that I think differentiates the class of 2021 from any other Gate class is all of these multi-man matches that they've had, these big tag team matches where it's the young guys, this class against the old guys these young guys work with like like chemistry like they've been teaming together for 15 years their offense when they string moves together is so well constructed and that is something that maybe outside of the initial Toribon class just because they were only wrestling each other I I've never seen a class of rookies work together the way these guys do and it obviously bleeds over into their singles matches as well as we saw with Fujiwara versus Ishin, but God, it's it's such a bummer that this is the end of the road for Sato and, to a degree, the end of the road for these matches.
2: Yeah, I don't know any particulars, but I do strongly get the sense that Shoya Sato is someone that who knows if whenever they get their themselves up to to hoku you know maybe he's the guy who's putting on the shows like i could see that like him becoming the local area promoter for that area and because it wasn't just six months like that's the thing about him like yes he wrestled basically 15 matches and his career was six months long but he was someone that was a part of the dojo dating back into 2019 so this is a guy who has some pretty deep ties here and just was really nice. Like every single note I have down here was nice stuff. Really nice. Glad Shoya got the shine. And it just was one of those things that it's one. It's sad. Like first and foremost, it's sad. And it's something that in a lot of ways he, it just because of like the age and just like the obvious reverence that everyone had for him, he was kind of felt like a little bit like the emotional leader of the class. So losing him like this, like, regardless of age, you know, previous wear and tear and like that, it's just a bummer. And one can only hope that his next uh, career, next future, is as bright as he's shown in Dragon Gate for those six.
1: The Don Fuji choke slam, which was immediately countered into a Shoya Sato armbar, that was sort of the last hope spot that he had, just blew me away. I. It's so clear there was so much potential there, and... You know, what he and Fuji did was was magical. And I, I'm i so disappointed we didn't get more of it. it it's a, this will be a very interesting career to look back on, because, you know, with a Sora Fujikawa or, you know, the aforementioned Takashima, you know, these are guys who we liked, who showed some potential and then they went away. But yeah, Sato, like you said, has been in the dojo since 2019. I mean, when he debuted, we I at least I talked to a few people. They're like, oh, my God. I I can't believe he's finally made it. He's worked so hard for this. And it it felt like a triumph in itself to have him debut. And then whatever success he had along the way was at that point just gravy. And I think that's why this retirement came across so well was, you know, this is a guy who the fact that he debuted was the victory and anything else was merely extra credit. And this was a, a beautiful ceremony and in the same way that the Yoshino one was, and the Kness one was, and 12 years ago, the Anthony W. Mori one was. This company is just, it's different, and it's clear that Sato's family, and what they did here was so nice and so touching. I highly recommend you carve out an hour on YouTube and watch the entire, uh, entire file from what they uploaded.
2: Absolutely, it's definitely one of those great things about the YouTube, which I'd noticed, like, they've grown that thing like so hopefully that means that they'll stick with it though one of the nice things is that we got something like this whereas we probably at most would have gotten maybe a director's commentary in past years maybe a bumper of it so it, it was nice that at the very least youtube is around for that the next day, they were in Niigata. A lot of stuff happened on this show. We had two King of Gate matches, uh, Strong Machine J versus Shun Skywalker, along with KZ versus Minerita. Which one of those were, did you want to lead off with here?
1: Let's go with the Skywalker match, just because it was uh, short and effective for what it was.
2: Yeah, so Shun Skywalker, uh, Jack Knight's way out of a Machine Suplex win in six minutes. I... This match left me one in Case I was really, really liking it, and it was an effective way to do the finisher. But they basically, for for Strong Machine J, and as they saw colder Strong Machine J, you have to be pleased with your returns, your earnings there on that match.
1: Oh, I'm pumped! It's it's like uh, it's like a good time to get it on crypto. It could come crashing down, but right now I feel really, really good about it. I this was, this was like okay. The, the, uh, this will alienate the audience because I don't think most people will know what I'm talking about. I felt watching this match the same way that like the Segunda Keita or PWO guys feel about watching a 2009 Matt Hardy ECW match where (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, no, look at the punches. Look at the footwork of Strongman GJ. This guy's so good because it's a six minute match that had approximately zero high spots in it. And I'm still like. No, this match was really good. You guys like this, this was really, really good. And that's, that's what it was to me was just an effective, you know, essentially a Drangate TV match with Skywalker and Strong Machine. And then the the fuck finish there, I think adds a little more emphasis to my point, really efficient, really makes me want to see what these guys could do with twice the time. If you throw this match at 12 minutes instead of six, let me ask you before you give your thoughts of the match. Shun- uh, Strong Machine J was approached by high end in May. They asked him to join. He said, "Talk to me after King of Gate and basically hit the hater button on them. Does Strong Machine J join high end this week? What is going on there? What do you think his next step is?
2: I mean, do I want him to join high end? No, I don't. I don't want anything to happen of high end case. I want high end to cease to exist, <laughs> but do I think he will? yeah i I mean he kind of fits now at this point and He brings an energy that they need. It doesn't really help out the big problem with high end. No, but they need a win. Yamato needs a win. I can't believe I'm saying this. Yamato needs a win this year.
1: Uh, Well, I wouldn't go that far. I think he's (laughs) fine. Um, Have you seen, (laughs) hold on. uh, Have you seen the, uh, the new high end t-shirt?
2: Is this the one of blue on it?
1: It, It's a white t-shirt with a, I will say a pretty cool high end blue and red logo on the front. But the back of the T-shirt, and you can look at this at the Shop DG Pro website, it says, are you excited? Question mark. Team high end official member. <laughs> Mike, are you excited about high end?
2: I think we both know the, <laughs> the question since you asked it. Uh, no, of course I'm not. How could I be? But... It's a good
1: looking T-shirt. I'll give him that.
2: Yeah, I like the logo on it. It didn't look half bad there. It kinda I mean, it kinda looks like a
1: like a hardcore t-shirt. Like if this was not in white, I would certainly wear this despite my feelings on high-end.
2: And even the high-end emblem, now that I'm looking at it, like blue and red should have been their colors. They shouldn't have messed with gold anyway.
1: That is something that when we do our year in review, we really need to make note of the fact that Haya's colors were gold and red and then gold class came in and just jacked their shit and it was you know, a little press release <laughs> hey just so you guys know high End's silver now that is so funny and we we mentioned it in the moment but as time goes on that only makes me laugh more and more
2: yeah no it, it, it's a great moment uh, by the way you can still buy a team boku support towel for 1650 yen Right now on Dragon Gate's webshop. Okay,
1: everybody, pause the podcast. Get your credit cards out and come back to us once you've purchased your Team Boku merch.
2: (laughs) Case, it's not just a sale; they're listing it. They're listing it as a super sale. I'm trying to see how many they're allowing me to buy right now. All right, I'm already at forty. Oh God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they only have seven left. Seven left. Oh, thank God. So uh if we're breaking this news to you and you listen to this i I like to know when it goes out of stock of all you team boku fans out there so
1: all of of you
2: all of you all of you uh well john hernandez minrio Saito. so there's one sold
1: yeah well i i like a lot about john hernandez i don't have to like everything about him
2: (laughs) but like yeah like this is something that they really mesh so well and it's something that the, the thing that got me was this felt like a heavyweight match between the two of them. And this, that's a very and, good point. Yes. And, and it was something that like I walked away three and a quarter stars, but that was only because it was six minutes. I wanted more of this. Like this was something that I felt like it was left to me wanting in a good way for it.
1: And then we had KZ versus Minorita, which was a spectacle, to say the least
2: yeah so a kz one with the running elbow smash uh uh good for minarita i uh, like i'll take my l now on takumi hayakawa good for him good for him that this was the minarita show very much so in a lot of different ways a, a real interesting way of working haste, uh, face and heel but boy they got everything they could ever could want out of this character in this match
1: I feel like we've said this a few times now and and maybe the reality is he's just far more versatile than we thought he was. But I feel like a few different times we've gone, okay, this is his peak, whether it's Hayakawa or Minarito, we have seen his peak. And he kind of continues to redefine not what he is, but what he's capable of given who he is. And I, I do think that's worth mentioning. And I do think that's really impressive that this is a guy who debuted in October in a rush And -and so-and-so months later, he's proven that he can do a lot of things. You know, he can have a pretty straightforward wrestling match and be entertaining. He can do comedy spots. He can do heel sidekick spots. Like, Fujiwara gets the headlines, and rightfully so. And when Sato was an active wrestler, he was garnering a lot of attention, rightfully so. But Minorita is a damn impressive wrestler Given all of the things that he can do, and this is a guy who, given his size, even in this promotion, if he was one-dimensional, I think he would very quickly be slotted in a Punch tominaga like position. But he is continuing to keep his head above water, and I thought this match with KZ was just so much better than it had any right to be. I I went three and three quarters on this. I flirted with going four stars. (laughs) It was... I just I didn't I didn't think he had this in him. It goes to show why I mean, Casey is just on another level right now. He's unreal, but Minorita was right there with him.
2: Yeah, no, this is I went three and a half stars on this. This, this was great. This was a good time. The work was great. I mean, if Minorita just wants to try to ape Yoshino and try to be the fastest wrestler ever as a part of it, compensating for his size, perfect. Because They found the balance of speed in that match in a way that, like, you know how you'd always notice, like, Yoshino just was, like, tricked up a little bit more than most people running the ropes? You 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 know that feeling? Yeah, yeah, Watching him. I got not the same feeling, but I was like, wow, Minorita's actually really fast. So they should really play up the fact that, you know, with the size he's able to get, he's more aerodynamic. He's super fast. They should have him and Nozawa do a 40-yard dash case you, you you know we can't get these ideas out on there
1: do you think nozawa would hit the 20 yard mark oh fuck that's oh sorry i forgot i'm talking about drain gate management hey by the way were we What's not were, were we not clear last week when we we confirmed that the nozawa story is not true because i read something that made it seem like we weren't clear that we talked to people inside the company that said this wasn't true did that not happen did we fuck that up somehow
2: Man, the last three weeks have been a fever dream for me to begin with. I was fairly certain several times on air I was very insistent in saying that unprompted I was told that, without I, me asking, I, I was told. I,
1: I, I read something about what we said, and I was like, wait a minute. We spent 40 minutes saying the opposite. What the fuck? did, did Like, if that wasn't clear...
2: Shouldn't have made fun of the aggregators.
1: It was my fault. I did call out Reddit. I just... I, I, was, I was very uh, confused when I read that. I typically don't care to read feedback on stuff that I do uh, because I, I, you know, I I hate what I do, but some people seem to like it, and that's good enough for me. But I I read a comment uh, somewhere on Reddit, and I was like, wait, well, no, we I thought we explicitly said we talked to people in the company that said this wasn't true. Why is this person saying the opposite? I did not understand that. Um, so sorry to. Uh, derail my fun 40 yard dash topic but that has stuck with me all week that uh, maybe we weren't clear enough somehow i thought we were pretty direct
2: uh but let me answer your your previous thought there uh he makes 15 yards and then rips a heater like that's as far <laughs> as he goes uh but yeah just a just a further triple underline bull to italicize this Nosawa is not booking dragon gate
1: just... and if and if shuji kondo wins king of gate nozawa's still not booking
2: Dragon gate <laughs> <laughs> well, well let's let, let's get into shuji kondo second round match then case uh, please from, from okayama the home of sachi hoko boy he was all over youtube with this uh we had shuji kondo defeating jackie funky kamei in eight minutes and one second with a pair of king kong lariats. and case i to get your thoughts first on
1: I thought this match was awesome. I mean, I, you know, I, there's probably a better version of this out there, but this was probably the best Rey Mysterio Jr. performance that has had, which is, you know, very high praise coming from me. He threw himself at the bigger guy. Some of it landed, some of it didn't. And all in all, it was super entertaining, in my opinion.
2: So I went three and a quarter and I was disappointed.
1: Interesting. Okay, please, you have the floor.
2: So Jackie went after it to start with, and, like, for, like, the first minute and a half, it was all JFK just, just, like, getting after him like a spider monkey. Just take the quote from Talladega Nights. He just was, whatever he could do, he was doing. And then it slowed down massively when Shuji got in control, and that bugged me. Cause I was like, oh, uh, we saw Kondo Pen the Dreamgate champion after four lariats in 36 seconds. I thought he was at, like, we got to see uh, Kame make an attempt and then get destroyed. No, no, that they, they went on with that. Like if they would have went straight home there, given him like the the uh, Jackie knife hope spot and then to, like lariat him to hell, that would have been a four and a half star match. In my books. I just what I was wanting for wanting in this match, I did not get out of it. So that's on me.
1: Interesting. I see your point. I like Kondo's offense, though. I, I went three and a half. It's not like we're on, on to- totally separate uh, pages here. But I, I like Kondo's offense. I liked his control period. Even if it slowed Kamei down, I thought it was worthwhile.
2: I, I think the thing with Kondo now, I, I feel like that in some weird way, the last two years didn't happen. And now he's freshly debuting with the way he's been booked and the way he's conducting himself. Because like, he had the ability to disappear like none other since he returned and then he had the injury but this felt like the run that we were anticipating in 2020 adam
1: well it's because he's in king of gate and so yes you're exactly right the past two years have basically been a fever dream and they have been irrelevant because we've been waiting since may of 2020 for shuji kando to be in king of gate and it has finally happened and boy has he made the most of it
2: well the problem is is that we already have an ex on thursday and it can't be him (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's a very good point yeah no we're really uh, that really means it could be anybody because it's not going to be shuji kondo uh
2: let's leave katsuo up in northern uh japan where they found him last week
1: what, which, what
2: are we what, what show was
1: katsuo on that wasn't this show was it
2: no katsuo was hakutate th-
1: okay and that was uh hulk versus kakuta which i we don't need to talk about uh but Real quick, because uh, you are the expert on this, and I'll, I'll still align from Nor MacDonald, uh, because this match was uploaded to the Dragon Gate YouTube channel, explain to the folks at home who Katsuo is.
2: So Yuki Ono was the fourth graduate of the Dragon Gate <laughs> Dojo, and was came in right after uh, Kira Tozawa. Like He's the fun one that's like, okay, Case, okay, so I, I, I expect you in, to name the first five debuts out of Dragon Gate, right? It goes Shingo, Hulk, Tazawa, Katsuo, and Yamato. Well, that's Katsuo. Uh the thing about Katsuo is Katsuo was not very gifted, I think is a fair way to put it, Case. God, uh, I'm just I'm just
1: thinking about how one of those things is not like the other. Jesus Christ. Yeah, those yeah, yeah.
2: those four and Katsuo. That's right. So he he bounced around in the late two thousands in Dragon Gate. Like the the his biggest uh roles when he was a part of the full time roster was he was Suzawa's tag team partner in the Metabolic Brothers, which was that was kind of a topic in the Discord today in a weird way. And was a member of, of course, Suzawa Juku, and then later became Cyber Kong Sito, and then after the Cyber Kong Sito Act pretty much left the company i uh, he's now represents i had it pulled up a second ago i don't know a single damn thing about this promotion which is wild for me kids because i love knowing these things he's from dodon pro or dodon Do- ring i guess but like he's bounced around a lot like he he was living in he was living in the riku islands for a bit like he was doing some riku dragon shows and some kyushu pro for a while
1: those are at least promotions I respect, because we were starting to, to veer into grimy territory that only you and a few other perverts know about. But you said uh, uh, Kyushu Pro, and I obviously respect that promotion incredibly, uh, to an incredible degree.
2: Yeah, I'm right now searching Donen Ring on, just Donen Ring Wrestling on Google, not translating it at all. Number two thing uh, that hits for the, his current home promotion case, it is Vince McMahon and Donald, Trump, Donald Trump's Battle of the Billionaires from WrestleMania 24. You, that is what you find when you search for the promotion that Katsu was a part of
1: I see he wrestled for Ice Ribbon in 2019 that is uh, uh, a lot that is a lot to handle
2: I mean it makes sense you know? <laughs> it, 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 I, I'm not saying it facetiously it does I mean Ice Ribbon sometimes will bring in random people like that so yeah so, so that's three minutes on Katsuo. Hold again. on, I did, not,
1: I did not realize, and we'll move on in just a second, because I think we're the only people that care about this. I do not remember him on the Dragon Gate Hawaii trip. I This match must have not made TV of Cyber Kong, Cyber Kong, Sito, and Yamato versus Shisa Boy, Super Shenlong, and Super Shisa, which now that I read that match out loud, might be my new Dragon Gate Holy Grail, because I want to see that match so bad.
2: <laughs> well, I'll tell you what my current Dragon Gate... Uh, a dream match that I want to go find. Actually, this is from Hokkaido Pro from Hokudo Pro Wrestling. It's Katsu and Shigeyuki Kawahara defeat Darkness Bear. Darkness Bear. Okay, now,
1: it- okay, so uh, you said Darkness Bear the way Chris Zellner says obscure Japanese indie wrestlers on Between the Sheets, and much like when he does that, I don't know who
2: that is. Well, I don't know who that is either, Darkness Bear, but it's Darkness Bear and Shota Nakagawa. Darkness Bear has wrestled for two years uh and also is known as kumakichi uh let's see if if they've wrestled anywhere oh they've wrestled in both gleet and zero one okay good for you i guess that's by the the way if you're
1: thinking about tuning out of this podcast just remember we do have gleet talk at the end of the episode
2: That's only the first mention of that there. So oh God. Uh, we have not talked about the second uh, King of Gate match. This is round six of Kaito Ishida versus Keisuke Akuda for a King of Gate second round matchup. It was Kaito Ishida winning and advancing on to face Shuji Kondo with a PK.
1: I thought this match was outstanding. Four stars from me. It was Ashita and Okuda, which is a normal, uh, normally a very simple combination. But I thought this was really good work by Kaisuke Okuda and the way that he sold his knee throughout this match.
2: Yeah god uh ashita worked his leg in a way you don't nearly you don't see that often and i thought that was very fascinating like if uh we've already decided yuki Oshoka is the mvp he might be the runner-up Ishida because he's really shown a spring in his step that doesn't necessarily get to do as the third guy in or really the fourth guy in gold class when you really want to think about it it was off to the races uh i like this i didn't like it as much as the uh, series that they had before this but i had one big thought that was stuck in my head afterwards case that i need to talk to someone about and you're please. the one person who would understand this please do you think Case akuda is going to age weird because i thought there were some weird camera angles we got from him here that he looked a lot older than he was like i think he's going to age really weird is he going to age weird physically like facially, like he's someone that when the wrinkles come in and when the hair goes, like, like he he already has his hair silver, but I was like, man, Kiske Akuta kinda looks like an old man, right?
1: He is at risk of one day looking like Ricky Choshu in the sense that his body could be leathery and gross and hard to look at. And I say that with all due respect to one of the twenty greatest wrestlers of all time in Ricky Choshu Um yes you that wow rarely am i speechless but you are onto something with the fact that a lot of this roster young handsome boys will age very well they'll, they'll turn into nice handsome adults kaisuke akuda could one day look pretty rough wow a great point by you
2: i just like it, it's something where it caught me i was like he, he doesn't have a he looks like that he's gonna weather like he's gonna be weathered you know, and yeah. you for ben. <laughs> well, Ben. Who
1: knows? I, it, I, I don't even. I don't even want that. Like, makes me sad. I don't even want to speculate about that because I just I worry about Ben's health. Uh, but Akuda is going to age really weird. That's a really good <laughs> point. <laughs> it's just, what's the what's the best case scenario of him at fifty years old? I don't think there is one.
2: So I have, there is a Japanese actor that's stuck in my head that I think he's going to look like, but his name is not coming to my mind right now. And the the, the guy looks like he's fifty years old. Oh, I know who he reminded me of. It's not an actor. It's a it's a photographer. There is a judge that's constantly on Old Iron Chef that looks just like him right now, and that got fixated in my brain during this match case. I'm sorry, I had the brainworm, and I needed to share it to someone. I'm sorry you got affected.
1: No, no, that's okay because it made me think about Yuki Osaka Gucci who i really like as a wrestler and i love and and still for as little gdt as i watch whenever uh, there's a trios match with uh, sakaguchi higuchi and saki aki i love that trio and i'm just trying to think if akuda will look half as good as sakaguchi does at his age because sakaguchi is an older guy and i just don't see that happening. I just like, to me, Sakaguchi is one handsome motherfucker. I think he looks he's great. He's one of the
2: coolest looking yes. dudes in all of wrestling, like straight up. Like and he's, he, he's, and he stands he turns next 50 to, next year and he looks awesome.
1: And he stands next to Sakiaki who has that like Anna J level. Like you are so pretty. Why are you in the wrestling industry? Like you don't, you don't have to do this. You could literally do anything you want to do. Why are you in this industry? And those two together look incredible. Like they look so good together. And I just don't think Akuda will one day hit that mark.
2: I mean, aren't we all just out there looking for the Saki Akai's in our lives?
1: Uh, yeah. Saki Kai. I apologize. I butchered that name. Sorry, DDT fans. Um, Oh, I certainly am. Oh, my God. I would love to roam the streets of Tokyo with her. (laughs) That'd be a really good time. That would make me look really good.
2: Everyone in their bright white uh, school uniforms, you know, because that's what they're wearing. They wear like those white jackets. I forgot what they're called right now, the Garrigan jackets.
1: Uh, Whatever she wants me to wear, I'm wearing it. I'm not. (laughs) Free Free will is overrated. You tell me what to do, I'll do it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> on that note, case, should we get into this full Osaka ED on two show? Oh, my God, you're right. We haven't even got to that yet. yes, let's talk about it all right, so this was on the 29th It'll be up on the network until the fifth, and this was the last bit before Corkin. We got all of the quarterfinal matches case what were what were your thoughts overall of the show?
1: This is one of my favorite shows of the entire year. I watched this live and then I rewatched most of the show that evening. This was what it aired what Sunday morning in America. I wa- I rewatched most of this show uh before Double or Nothing. Uh I Oh no, this was this was a I, I don't know when the show happened. Anyways, I watched it basically twice. I love the show from start to finish. It is one of those rare shows where you know we still get hit with the question hey when do i jump in what show do i watch this is one of those put this on from start to finish like it move on with your life follow the promotion from here it's that it's that good of a show and it's that easy of a watch
2: yeah outside of the one match with obvious issues i didn't have a match below th- three and a quarter stars here like they, they, they've had this streak now where and, and you know i value myself as a very critical grader as much as that matters which is not at all it's been a while since i've had a dragon gate show where i've had multiple two-star matches case they've just been in gear
1: and it's interesting because my perspective on jason versus hulk is different and we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it but yeah this was a this was a very fun show from the opening match onwards
2: yeah, let's get into that opening match. This was Young Vibes. Uh, Funky, Jackie, Funky Kamei, and UT teaming with Madoka Kakuda against the Z Brats team of Kai, SB, Kento, and Hio. It was the Neko Namashi on JFK to win the match. And what a cool set of opponents for uh, SB Kento. I-, I fired this off on Twitter while I was watching this show, but you got all of Class of 2020 and his hometown rival against them. That's a fun little opener there, at least. That's a nice little ring.
1: There's a spot here I really liked you're, you're exactly right about SP Kento, but there's a spot here that I really liked with Kai where he bounced off the ropes and he hit Kakuta and UT with a lariat and UT fell down and Kakuta stayed standing and fought back. And that was, you know, for Kakuta who's even in the, even in the month that he's been back, just this singular month, he's run hot and cold on seemingly every show. I don't know what I'm going to get for him. This was one of those good Kakuta nights, and this was an opportunity, a match for him, where he was able to look strong. He was able to look confident, which he needs. He needs to be able to look as confident as humanly possible, and I thought he projected that in this match. And like you said, it had the fun dynamic of the class of 2020, so this was a shorter opener match, uh, opening match than we we typically we typically get on these shows now, only seven minutes, but a a fun opener. I would have liked to have seen this go a few more minutes. I think it could have reached that three-and-three-quarter range had it gone 10, 11, 12 minutes.
2: Yeah, I had it three-and-a-half, and I, I had think three and you're all right okay i i think you're right there with that and especially about kakuda like it's something that he's been so uneven but like you kind of it's something where like he uh emotes with his eyes a lot i've noticed and you can kind of tell when he's feeling it and you could tell he was feeling it here i do really like the electric chair flatjack tag team move that him and kamei have
1: yes i do as well good call
2: and then after that we had the first quarterfinal and Lech Barisan presents King of Gate 2022 to decide Dragon Gate's number one champion. It was Yuki Yoshioka versus Diamante. In the ulti bracket here, Yuki Yoshioka turned the Volta Finale into the reversal Samson clutch to win and advance onto court. Uh,
1: maybe I'm just higher on the Smash than everybody else. I don't know. I lost my mind watching this. Oh, I tweeted it out at Open Voice Gate. When it happened, and this was before the main event, hence, hence, that at the time, this was my uh, I, my second favorite match of the tournament behind KZ versus Minora from the week before. And I, I, this match, you know, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. To me, even though this match took place in Osaka, it felt like spiritually it took place in Arena Nakampon. I mean, it was just drenched and... Lucha technique that made it very clear that one Diamante was in the match, and two that Yoshioka spent a year in Mexico. And I was all about that. Case,
2: okay, so what did I say a few weeks ago about this matchup when it would happen?
1: My guess is that you said it was going to be good.
2: Yeah, this wasn't good. This was excellent. This was my favorite match of the tournament.
1: Okay, uh, that okay. That's that's great. Just because I wasn't sure if I was out to lunch. I didn't really see a lot of people. this over not that not that anybody faded it but i also just i it was a match that happened and then people moved on i again watching this live i was losing my mind at the speed and intensity in which these guys were working i couldn't believe some of the spots they were doing that opening spot uh where Yoshioka like jumps into an electric chair position and then kind of rana's Diamante out of the ring. I don't know if I have that exact sequence sequence right, but I, I think you you get the idea. Unbelievable! I, I mean, there was just so much good stuff in this match. The cannonball from Diamante, the shotgun drop kick from Diamante. Obviously, the counters and pins towards the finishing stretch. This is a four and a half star match. To me, this is this is the highest level of wrestling. This is as good as it gets.
2: I was four and a half as well, and one of the reasons why I knew this would be special was Diamante would be able to base for Yuki Oshioka in case we got a we we got him doing uh tope the, the drop kick or I'm sorry the plancha from the top turnbuckle to the floor. Did you notice how far Yuki Oshioka went diagonally with that dive? Did you notice he went halfway across the ring, like like one side of the ring? He went halfway from a turnbuckle. Into a dive, it was insane. I,
1: I've said this about a lot of different Dragon Gate wrestlers throughout the years, just because I I think these guys are all so good and so athletic that you know it works great for us. But they they could can almost cannibalize each other with raw talent. And Yoshioka is one of those guys that I think if you gave him the uh, Takashita spot in the AEW, it would be. People would be blown away, even if they've seen Yoshioka, as to just how athletic he is. Because in a promotion with Diamante and with Dragon Kid and with Shun Skywalker, he's just another athletic guy. But you put put him on any other roster, and I think people go, holy shit, who is this guy? Like, how does he move around the ring the way he does?
2: Yeah, and then, like, doing little things like the arm work they did here. Not hold-based arm work. It was like, oh, we're going to, like, work how we're going to be more effective towards your arm. So you have less power for it. Like those little things, because usually when you see like someone's going to be like working a body part, maybe there'll be a little bit of striking, but it's mostly be holds work that I did not see like an arm bar or a Kimura or a wrist lock whatsoever, but they work the arm incredibly well here. Uh, The jumping, spinning marionette getting called back was sick as well. Like, I think that it's a move that's kind of like a... It's a nod for, like, the Lucha Heads out there going like, oh, he's busting out the unforgivable move right here. And it just was... in the finishing stretch, the way that they worked into that reversal Samson looked magical. It just was... It's my match of the tournament. It's the match that I'll go back to when I think about this
1: Like I said, to me, this is... Uh, other than maybe a big new Japan main event, just the technique that was on display here, the speed in which they did it, not in slow motion like Negro Navarro, but the speed in which they worked this match, the intensity that was on display. This is what I want from wrestling. This was in a a real genuine way, kind of Lucharesu personified. And I had high expectations going into this match, and they over delivered on those expectations. This is one of those, and I, and I will say this about one other match on this show as well. This is a if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen it, you are doing yourself a disservice. You need to stop listening to us for a minute. go watch this match, come back and enjoy the rest of the podcast. We are talking about Gleet at the end of the show. <laughs>
2: I, you say that like it's a threat man <laughs>
1: well, well it for me is. It, it might it, it might it might be a threat uh depending on who's listening <laughs> it, it
2: might be a threat according to which one of the podcast hosts is talking about it
1: Ladette, <laughs> we can't be bought if you want to run ads i will give you my email address
2: you probably want to deal with him <laughs>
1: yeah. i can be bought especially by the Ladette corporation
2: <laughs> <laughs> match three was high uh was gold class versus an unaffiliated team of Dragon Daya, La and Takuma, Fujiwara. The uh, the gold class team, because of uh, Kaido, she is still being in the tournament, was Dor- was Doi, Minora, and Minarita. It was the R301 on Fujiwara. And what I would say, different energy than usual gold class matches.
1: I feel like I've said this before. I don't know, just because of Cage Match, with all due respect, and their lack of a La Estrella prof profile, Doi and Estrella have really good chemistry. And that is one of those deals that if Estrella can just work consistently, do his thing, earn another high-level match, let's say a Triangle Gate match that Doi's in or a Twin Gate match that Doi's in, those guys in a big spot would really, really intrigue me. Because every time they share the ring together, and I don't think that's been too often, but I feel like I've seen them in there before, and I've seen them kill it. This is one of those matches where I had the same thought going away with Scott. I just, I like when Doi can manhandle somebody. You know, Doi's rarely the bigger guy in a match, but he's much bigger than Astrea and he works like it too.
2: Yeah, and uh, my first note I have down here was Doi just rocked Astrea as a joke. Like, they work together and it allows Doi to get mean in a way that really, I think, brings out kind of the innate charisma that you have to have when you're in, like, Astrea's role. You know, like the the easiest way for him other than doing spectacular things to derive reaction is, you know, getting beat up and firing back and Doi tapped right into it. Uh, we had a really fun uh, run in with Minerita where Minerita like flew across the ring and just clear dragon dia's clock that was sick
1: (laughs) that That was was, that was really good (laughs) that was very
2: that that was very sick and it was cool to see like the masquerade guys get at it together like seeing dia and astrea together you kind of it feels like a lifetime ago you're like oh wait they were in masquerade together they were triangle gate champions and that was really fun as well i was three and three cores for it this was just a lot of fun
1: okay i'm uh, i'm very glad i we did not talk about the show at all i had no idea what your thoughts were I was afraid we were going to be on totally separate pages on Yoshioka versus Diamante, and I thought I might have been a little high on this match, but we gave it the same rating. We've talked a lot, even in the first five months of this year, about the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards. Obviously, Fujiwara is the Rookie of the Year. Sorry, Hook, love you, but no. Uh, I don't feel like there's been any crazy innovation in the wrestling move set. Uh, a game this year and i feel like this tabletop into fold-up press pinning combination that Fujiwara does might need to be in the running because he has obviously never pinned anybody with it but oh my god the near falls he gets when he tabletops his opponent like they're in junior high school and then pins them just by basically falling backwards onto their body it gets me every time that move looks so good and when he gets his first win it should either be uh, in a way to like super establish a finisher or it should be that pinning combination.
2: It reminds me, and I know you don't watch too much of this. Uh, Saya Ida in stardom has her pinning combination called the Ida Boshi. that instead of doing the tabletop, she does a leg trip and then rolls and just kind of like rewinds over them. And it's sick every time. It's something that more people should be like, Oh wait, I just need to get a folding press somehow. How do I get into that folding press? Well, I make them trip over me like a dummy it's perfect
1: yeah no that's uh that's it's good stuff it sometimes i enjoy a double moonsault sometimes i enjoy somebody getting tabletop it's uh, wrestling is a beautiful art form
2: it it really is both sides there it really is uh the second can't get core final match was between bb hulk and jason lee jason lee won with an inside cradle in six minutes and 22 seconds but that's not really the story of the match. I think it's the easiest way to kind of, like, talk our way through this match and the aftermath is just to get into the match itself. Uh, this got sleazy real quick, and uh, Hulk has been basically been wrestling like a Terminator as of late. And I, I know some people think it was a tree of woe spot, but there were a lot of, really, like, moments where knowing that he got hurt, I kind of was like, oh, like Just because, like, you could see, at least from a single camera angle, that, you know, there wasn't a lot of clearance there. Well, okay.
1: I watched this live, and up until this morning when it was announced that Jason was not going to be in the match, I just assumed that everything was fine. I thought Jason did a really good job of selling these kicks to the head. I thought him getting carried out like uh, like a Christ-like figure almost, just draped over his follower's shoulders, was really entertaining. And it is a bummer that he appears to be actually injured because for what this match was which like you said was a super short super physical really bordering on violent match given the way that Holt through some of those strikes yeah i am i i I enjoyed a little bit less just knowing that somebody got hurt but in the moment again not really buying that this was a serious injury and just kind of you know i thinking that jason was just doing such a good job of selling the wear and tear of this tournament and of this match specifically. I do look back on it less fondly now, but I, you know, I mechanically, I I thought it was a a very good match for what they were going for. It's just a shame. Somebody got hurt.
2: Yeah. And I mean, that's just like the downside of like, you're doing this thing where basically he escapes from like the uh, skin of his teeth. Now, do we think that he went home because he was like, I, we got to get out of here. We got to get to the finish. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in either of their heads, but the story that was presented up into that, like it was like, all right, he survived and he managed to get the dangerous person out of the tournament. And now he has to deal with that going on, having to have two matches potentially in one night. And like, I, I I get the logic behind the match. Like that's not my problem whatsoever. It just was, if I watched it unspoiled, I probably would have the exact same reaction as you, you know?
1: Yeah, no, it's, it definitely takes on a different, different meaning once you know that he was concussed, but in the moment I was like, God, Hulk really Hulk really kicked him and they are doing such a good job of playing this up. There's I, I really He's been kicking
2: a lot of people really hard lately. Have you noticed that?
1: You know, he's he's older now and and he's probably a little frustrated with Gen Z running amok in the locker room and, and he's gonna choose to take it out on some people.
2: Hey, I mean sometimes you gotta do it. So as we talked about before, we don't know what's gonna be the situation for that fourth quarter finalist. We will probably... I've been refreshing Twitter the entire show to see if they announce anything, given that it, it is morning in Japan and they do announce things in the morning. But nothing we know as of yet with that. And we went from that match case... like This was like a one-two kick of just like, oh, this is weird. But I uh, it was uh, High End versus Peros Del Malde Hippon. It was Yamato Kakatora Dragon Kid versus Eita Nassau-Rongai Katara Suzuki... Going to a double countout.
1: I thought this was super fun. I really enjoyed this for what it was. We got to see Dragon Kid and Katara Suzuki wrestle, which was a treat and hot take, but I think Yamato and Nozawa might have really good chemistry with one another. Like, I don't know. I'm into the Paros thing. I think they're fun right now. Do I want them in Dragon Gate six months from now? No, I do not. But I am into whatever Paros story is going on right now. <laughs>
2: My one note for this match, because it was so quick and I could tell what it was going to be. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to enjoy this. Yamato is down to clown Nosawa.
1: It's and yes, great. he was. It's great. Like, it, I I don't know. I mean, I, I said this in November when Nozawa showed up for the, the GHC Junior match. Like... Every time they've appeared, I think they've been super entertaining. I love that they're committed to doing the DG house show schedule. And Saito's like, "Yeah, maybe I, maybe I just call you when you defend the belts. Like, he's not into it. And I think that's so funny. They have <laughs> delivered every time they've been on one of these shows. Again, it will wear out its welcome. This is not a long-term project that I want to tackle. But even if they're out as you know, Kobe World... I'm I'm into Paros. I, I think this is really entertaining what they're doing.
2: Oh, it, it's a scream, especially because you have Ryo Saito coming out and just cutting, like, the most angry dad promo possible towards them. Like, if we didn't have the fact that the, the GM is just frustrated and befuddled and is just like, all right, you can't make title matches, but win this title match. I'm counting on you to bring these belts back here. It's just really, it, it's inoffensive, you know, at the end of the day. At least we, we look at it at Dragon Gate context and... Would I want to have Aita doing more? Yes. But am I amused? And I think that this is a good way to kill time before they have the plans for Aeta to pull the trigger on it. Absolutely. And that and I'm fine with that because of that.
1: that. That's, I guess, what I would be curious to know is this might not be for everybody. Some people might not enjoy this, but is there anybody out there that actively dislikes this? Because I would find that hard to believe. I, I think this has been fun. And again, maybe... Maybe you're neutral on it. You're not in love with it. You just don't want to see Paros or Nozawa for whatever reason. I get that, but I think the way they've been used has been pretty clever. I'm I'm into this right now.
2: Yeah, no, I'm totally here with this. Now, it, 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 if they get some sleazy trios matches out in Noah, we need to talk about what we're going to cover and what we're not going to cover. Case like, are you going to make me pl- get have to like sit through like a stinger? challenge of this thing
1: no i didn't i didn't make you sit through like h's ghc junior heavyweight title matches and i watched most of those but i you know i like you mike i i'm not gonna make you watch that
2: thank you buddy i appreciate yeah. that up uh, after intermission we had the rec league match ultimo masaki mochizuki Benkei, and kesuke akuda versus sumo mochizuki don fuji Kinki horaguchi and Takashi Yoshida Benkei speared Ginki Horiguchi in 9 minutes and
1: 50 seconds. And moving on to the quarterfinals.
2: Yep, it was a rec league match. Three flat. Let's move on. <laughs> S- uh, sim- Semi-main event uh, was, the, was one of the four quarterfinal matchups for the 2022 King of Gate. It was Shuji Kondo versus Kaito Ishida. And Shuji Kondo, like, I know the official result says King Kong Lariat. Well, listener... Shuji Kongo shrugged off a whole lot of kicks and just beat the shit out of Ishida with lariats and one.
1: Yeah, this is the exact match that you would think this would be. It was Kondo being big and strong and powerful and Ishida being strong and powerful and not that big and really trying to overcome that single difference between these two. And in the end, as we've seen throughout King of Gate, kondo was the better man and i liked him beating ashita with two straight king kongs i thought that you know protects ashita a little bit because he is not a guy who loses a ton and it made kondo look really good i i i thought this was a very strong match a little a little g1 sprint like i think if you were into prime hanma or ishii or uh, some of those matches i think you would get really into kondo versus ashita here
2: yeah, I I love the fact that Ashida was like, I'm going all out here because I I don't know if I can withstand this, and all it did was just make Kondo snap. Like this was the Kondo I wanted to see against JFK, to be quite honest. Like, w- w- like I wanted to see like some just insane violence, and it played into the fact that Ashida's from Osaka, he has a connection with the Osaka fans, and you know that that kind of uh, played into it. And these two guys, they meshed, and it just had like a tremendous closing stretch here like it's a shame that it was on the same show as yuki yoshioka and diamante because it's four and a quarter stars for me but it just it's just it, there's a gulf there but i thought this was excellent
1: ashita is a very very good pro wrestler i feel like we should emphasize that more often and shuji kondo has been really good in king of gate and i i think there's a real possibility he wins the entire tournament
2: at this point, I think that makes the most sense of anything. <laughs> but yeah, this the, this was awesome. And we had the final quarterfinal matchup of Lech Barisan presents King of Gate 2022 to decide Dragon Gate's number one champion. It was a rematch from Kobe World of last year. It was KZ versus Shun Skywalker. And Shun Skywalker got the win through a distraction chair shot. Uh, Jay pointed out on Twitter... This is the first time that Shun Skywalker has actually cheated in a match. So Shun Skywalker goes, beats KZ again, and KZ time, it's not this year again, guys. It's not KZ time. In
1: 2018, against Masaki Mochizuki in February, we saw the birth of main event KZ a year later against Pac. We really saw the birth of Mr. February in KZ once again losing an open the Dreamgate championship match. And that brought us to July 21st of 2019. A a noticeable odd inclusion on the undercard was that Shun Skywalker versus KZ singles match. And I think both men have defined their careers ever since by that match. And it just so happened that that match was brilliant, set KZ on the right path. They gave Shun Skywalker a story for him to go to Mexico, return. And, uh, you know, we've seen him become a crazy man ever since. I was four and a half stars on that match. Last year, Kobe World Main Event. It was my Dragon Gate Match of the Year. One of the five best matches I saw all of last year. Three, or I'm sorry, four and three quarters on that match. This King of Gate 2022 match in Osaka, May 29th, 2022. Another four and three quarter star match. Shun Skywalker. Is Shun Skywalker the best wrestler in the world right now? The best number one with a bullet.
2: I'm drawing a blank, like...
1: Here's here's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah. If you're submitting your observer ballot today, who right. is your most outstanding wrestler?
2: My most outstanding wrestler, I think it would be Shane Skywalker. Honestly, and you know who might be third on that list? Takuma Fujiwara. At the-
1: that's, uh, boy, are you speaking my language. Here's, like, that's what I can't figure out, because okada's been good this year but it's not okada's year i have liked what i've seen of osprey but i don't i don't feel like Osprey's number one right now you obviously you know up until the beginning of this month were as plugged into AEW as anybody who i mean who on the AEW roster is it C, is punk the the best AEW wrestler this year is it hangman is it darby allen like danielson what's Danielson's
2: the... in the company so he probably he's the best wrestler in the company until otherwise i guess
1: okay i guess yes from a just an overall standpoint but i guess i gotta look at what his what his output has been this year because he had the hangman match which i i actually liked the draw better than i liked the rematch um he had the Lee yardy match which i liked he had the moxley match at revolution that was that was good, but I thought that was flawed. I liked that less than most people. The Wheeler Uta match I really liked. The Trent match I really liked, and then the Sidell match, which I need to watch. I'm excited to watch that actually. Um, look, Shun Skywalker as of May 31st has had a better 2022 than Brian Danielson has. I, 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 I Shun, can
2: agree with that. Yeah,
1: yeah Shun Skywalker is the guy. It you know this match, uh, him and Diamante versus Diane Yoshioka. Uh, there's that. Hulk, Diamante, SB Kento, and Shun Skywalker versus Ryo Fudo, Strong Machine J, Takuma Fujiwara, and Ultimo Dragon 8-Man that I loved. Uh, Menorah and Skywalker versus Ateneo. That was from the very beginning of the year. He's got a bunch of these little four-star matches that I really liked, and now he has this high-end KZ match that I think puts him over the top. Right now, Shun is the best wrestler in the world. I i do not I don't think anybody is quite on his level because not only is he having these great matches but he's doing that character work that we've raved about. I mean, no one... It was he's with complete. The, with the exception of MJF, nobody is doing the character work that he's doing, and I I love MJF as a wrestler, but I don't think he has had the year that Skywalker has had. I mean, MJ, MJF wrestles literally once a month, so he hasn't had the output that Shun has had this year, and I think where I will differ uh, for most people is that I thought the finish of this match actually helped it because, one like you pointed out, and like Jay pointed out, this was a definitive moment in the character of Shun Skywalker, which is something that I'm invested in, which is something that I care about, and I thought that was executed incredibly well, but for as many issues, and rightfully so, because I have them as well, for as many issues as people have with Dragon Gate interference spots, if you go back and watch the last minute of this match, Hyo distracts the referee, KZ springs up, he and Yagi immediately confront Yo, and as they're doing that, SP Kento slides a chair into the ring, KZ turns around, he is walloped with his chair, Skywalker slides the chair out of the ring and pins him, and the timing and execution of that finish was marvelous. This is a promotion that you and I have long made peace with interference spots they don't totally make sense, I look past them, they don't bother me, even if I don't like them, this... This was perfectly timed. This was big league stuff. This is how it's done. And to me, it added to the match. Four and three quarter stars.
2: So I was four and a quarter. I think your point about the chair, I mean, I, I think that's very relevant here. And it, it it's something that, you know, I think with KZ and I not casting any dispersions. I think with like that fan base that you were talking about before, there is the connection with KZ that, you know, that that like this isn't acceptable. And I think that colors it a little bit. And hey, I feel like I could speak from that, like definitively from authority. I am the Tazawa fan. I lived through <laughs> these kind of things many times before with him, but it, it, it worked with it. And they were boom, 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 as you said, with the chair shot that at the end, it didn't bother me so much uh i it, the the big thing that really kind of changed it for me was this is that this was a match that you do after you've had the big match that they had a kobe world and you have the nice callbacks to it but i think back towards that kobe world match is the the better version of it like i like the tease teasing the monkey flip from the apron to the floor yes
1: thank you for mentioning that the, the monkey flip tease was electric i am so glad they added that to this match
2: right yeah so it, it, it's something that like, they were able to add to it, but I don't think it built on those matches. And sadly, at least in my own personal like grading rubric in a way, I kind of was left a little bit underwhelmed in comparison to their uh, main event matches they've had at Kobe World.
1: I get that. I, I I think I was so invested in the new dynamics of this match with Shun approaching this match in an entirely different way. I mean, God, you know, let alone what he did last year, but think about 2019 Shun in comparison to 2022 Shun. I, I mean, they're basically two different wrestlers, uh, and I, I got really into the aspect of that. So this was the evidence that I needed to put Shun Skywalker number one with a bullet if I was turning in my SFM 50 ballot today. Shooting Skywalker will be at the top of the list. He, as we approach the second half of the year, he is the man to beat. And whether it's you know Danielson or John moxley or CM Punk or Okada or and this will sound odd, but L Lindemann, wh- whoever wants to step up and and try to take that crown from him, i you know, I I would love that. I would love more good wrestling to watch. But as far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, Skywalker's the guy right now. He is number one, and he has the output to prove it this year. And if uh, if you know if this is your first open the voice gate episode, please DM me. I will give you shoon Skywalker matches from this year to watch. I would be more than happy to.
2: And that did it for King of Gate leading up to Cork and Hall, of course. It will be on the second. It is a six thirty local time, five thirty East Coast, two thirty west coast, nine thirty Greenwich Mean Time. And of course all the only match we actually know, but we actually don't even know the pairings because from the uh, Dragon Gate Twitter, the semifinals and finals for King of Gate 2022 will be announced after decision is being made about replacements or changes due to the injury of Jason Lee. So we know three people who are going to be involved in it. We know it's Shuji Kondo, we know it's Shun Skywalker, and we know it's Yuki Yoshioka. And they did a face-off for Yoshioka and Shun, so that might be their pivot for a final, if you ask me, because it seemed like with the, how everything was laid out there, case it seemed like that... Jason Lee versus Shun Skywalker they're going to go one on one for King Gate now and I think they're pivoting now to, you know, uh excursion partners and you know the lore of that 12 1 2022 or 2021 mass match is going to come into play as as Shun Skywalker and Yukio Shoka face off to end that Osaka show.
1: As long as the fourth man that X whoever enters the fray here well like Yes. I No, I'm going to stand by this. As long as that person doesn't win the tournament, and I obviously have no idea what is planned. We don't even know the format of how that person is going to enter this. As long as that person doesn't win, I don't think they can fail here. Because if Kondo wins, I think they'll do the Kai match the next day at the Torimon reunion show. They'll headline with Kai versus Kondo, and I think that will be uh, fantastic. If skywalker wins you've got skywalker versus kai i'm super into that if Yoshioka shenanigans wins, will
2: be a foot yes shenanigans oh, pl- will be a foot for that plenty, one
1: plenty plenty of shenanigans and if you have yoshioka win great that's that's a guy i love how important d courage has felt the entire year they deserve that spot they've worked for that spot more power to them i there's there's they've set themselves up with a a three-prong win scenario here and i i love that so this tournament I, I think even five, you know, five years from now, we'll look back very fondly on King of Gate 2022 to me has been a massive success. And I think the finals, uh, that final night will continue on the trend of this entire tournament, which is really, really good pro wrestling.
2: Yeah. And what a week we have ahead of us with back-to-backs and corkin, of course. The second will be the finals of King of Gate 2022. And then the third will be the Toriumon Reunion Volume 2. So big week coming up for that part of the Dragon System. But that's not the only part of the Dragon System we want to talk about this week, Case. No, let's real
1: quick talk about Gleet and the Shima 25th anniversary match, as well as Elendiman versus Shihiro Irie. Uh, Real quick, there was that photo that surfaced this morning as the time we're recording of Shima at Masato Yoshino's gym. Uh, Your take on that?
2: They are two people that used to be co-workers meeting each other.
1: And... And I, I believe we we have both heard the same thing that the Dragon Gate office sent flowers to Cork and Hall for yeah. this, the Shima 25th anniversary show. And what I was told from somebody this morning was Yoshino was returning the favor and or Shima, Shima rather was returning the favor. So uh, obviously it's funny timing that it's this week of all weeks, but I would not read into that. And hey, great. If something comes of it, great. I obviously support that. I, you know, would like to see Shima retire in a Dragon Gate ring. But uh, don't I? I would not be hung up on that. Come Toriyama reunion show.
2: Yeah, uh, it returning the favor. I mean, being polite. I mean, and Dragon Gate. Kind. I, I, I'm just going to editorialize for a second. Sending flowers for someone's anniversary like that is like the least you can do for that. <laughs> like if president. Well, yes, Akita, they could have sent a
1: wrestler, but uh, they sent flowers.
2: Right. No. Exactly. I mean, you could send a wrestler. Like they did not do a pre-ring, a pre-match ceremony of people like celebrating his match. Like, you, the, the there were things that would have been a stronger stance that was a pretty inoffensive and just, like, keeping up at appearances there. Uh, so, I wouldn't read too much into it, as Case was saying. So, these matches itself up. I just have to say one thing. Glee is the weirdest thing to watch, Case. It is bizarre. Talk it about
1: is... it. You You have a lot of thoughts on this.
2: So... I, I feel like that I have like an inta- that I have a reputation for antagonism, for glee. There's just a lot of glee that just does not make sense in my head. I've come to the determination with the fact that, you know, they put all their shows on YouTube and then that's other than tickets and uh, merchandise. I don't know how they make money. Can't make sense of that. Can't make sense of Eliniman's expression at the, at the end of title matches when he's given mysterious things like he was given a belt A crystal by Janichiro Tenru. in case that was that that was kind of like a crystal award that you would get at like your office's Christmas year uh, party saying, okay, you were the best district manager of the year. And they gave him two gold medals. Like, are you are you trying to find some way to make this kid collapse under the weight of his gifts? Like, he has no idea what's going on here. Like, why are you giving so many gold medals? Like, I know you're trying to ape the dream key, but gold medals? Really? And that's not even a start about how bad I think that belt looks. So, Gleet, I don't get it. Case, I don't get it. It just doesn't make sense to me. It was fun, though, but it just doesn't make sense. There
1: is a real beauty to following Gleet on a casual level, because every time I read something about this promotion, I go, hmm, not what I thought was happening. Every time, there's just every result, every little thing that happens is just a little bit different from how I remember it being the previous time I checked in on them. And it is fun to watch it unfold from afar. I don't understand the promotion. I don't know even in their current state, how they exist. They did not do a very big number for this Cork and Hall show, which with Shingo being on it, I found to be very concerning, but boy, they might have two of my 10 favorite matches this year uh, with the Elliman versus T Hawk match from February, and then this Elliman versus Irie match from uh from May.
2: I like this Irie match. I went four stars on it. Uh, I it, it, it's something that like they. Uh, it was very complete stuff and it felt like okay this was like a big championship match here i'd like the way that el has a way of kicking into like extra gears that you could tell like okay he's really revving up and then when it ends with like a lo- locomotion tiger suplex like that after like he takes everything from mirier you know it, it, it's something that like if you're basing a company around someone as champion a young champion as like your first champion this is exactly what you should do i was four stars i thought this was great
1: so that's the interesting thing with Lindemann is I, I've, you know, I've stated it before, you know, he, he was my first Gate rookie. I was watching live when he debuted and I was like, Oh, Oh, this tiny kid does judo throws. He is my guy. I'm all in. And, and as Yuga Hayashi, I thought he showed such immense potential and up and through the era in which he started wearing face paint. He was one of my favorite wrestlers. And he, uh, More so than Shima and T-Hawk, at least in terms of match quality, has struggled since the Dragon Gate departure. But 2022 has been the best year of his career, and although I don't think it has the same impact, I know it doesn't, that, you know, a, a sustained Brave Gate run in Dragon Gate or a pushed run in DDT would have. The fact is, he is getting the ball. He is getting a chance to run with it, and I think he's doing a really good job of it. I really like his output in Glee. I've really liked his output in the best of the Super Juniors, which I'm assuming, Mike, you haven't seen any of that.
2: I have it on I I have a big catch-up list and Super Juniors is on that list. Like the good stuff. I'm not I'm like the show and yo stuff, no.
1: No, no I'm no. not I'm not no I'm not watching that either. But <laughs> Lindemann versus Despie from Cork and Hall. I don't want proud is not the right word. It was just, it was cool to see Lindemann have that spot because, he, like I said, he more than anybody has probably gotten the raw end of the deal on the Strongheart split. And for him to headline a New Japan show in Cork and Hall, a show that had the highest attendance of the three Super Junior Cork and Hall shows it was nice to see this is a guy who i've been watching for eight years this is a guy i've always been a fan of there have been times where i was like maybe maybe he becomes a ddt comedy wrestler maybe that's what his career is now and that has bummed me out and then it's like oh wait no maybe he's a zero one guy like oh god um
2: bumming but, out for different reasons
1: <laughs> yeah no that's that it sucks um but seeing him in the spot top guy in gleet, push commodity in new japan it is very nice to see the Desperado match is worth your time. I also, and I don't, I don't know how you feel about him as a wrestler, but I, you know, as a wrestler, I'm a big fan. Him versus TJP was a lot of fun. Uh, those are two guys that I, I get really into, and they had the type of match that I was hoping they'd have. So on top of the Erie match, which I, I don't need to go move by move, I, I thought the uh, the flagship uh, Rich and Joe did a really good job of talking about this match a few weeks ago. We're a little late on it now, but it was Dragon System adjacent, and I wanted to be sure to mention that if you haven't seen it. Lindemann versus Irie on YouTube. I went four and a half. I, I think this is essential viewing. Add it to your list if you have not seen it. This is, this is a match you need to watch. This was really, really good.
2: And then the other match was uh, Shima and Shingo Takagi versus Ryuichi Kawakami and Kazuma Sakamoto in Shima's 25th anniversary match. Shima got to do all of his offense on Kazuma Sakamoto and won with a Meteora.
1: A delightfully weird match. Uh... I believe believe it was the night before this match was announced. We were talking to someone who is, you know, I would say close to the situation. And we were talking about how funny it is that Shima uh, at the time was still in the new Japan cup. And we were talking about how by all accounts, the Shima Shingo relationship is still strained. And it's not like there has been, unless it was like a super secret handshake meeting that we know of, It's not like they're boys again, and I believe 24 hours later this match was announced, and it was just very funny for me to go like, "Oh, okay, this is happening. This is real life." And you know, it's uh, yeah, it's you know, they weren't the young bucks out there. You know, they weren't brothers. They weren't hugging each other. They had a very nice handshake, and really, they kept their distance in this match. I mean, it was an as icy of a tag team
2: match as you could get did you notice how much shingo likes standing on the floor during that match
1: <laughs> that, you know what i have that in my notes this was this was a shima match uh shingo came in did a few spots but my man shima was doing his offense
2: hey uh you you, you got kazma over there now you're paying him a lot you're, you're paying him enough to go over there at least you might as well do every single one of your name moves shima because because like he was like, like super draw off tokarevs and i'm just like man if this was the shima that was in the Nadu japan cup i wouldn't have felt so depressed this it, it seems like he just can't do the singles epic anymore but when you get him in a tag scenario and the other gleet i've seen him in he just looks like classic shima like this was a shima match uh i bulk orchestra also is another thing that i actually do get. i think it's very funny that they have pudgy guys and they call them all bulk i think that's great like they oh should, they yeah should...
1: no the, the, there's there's a certain charm that you know once the owe split happened there's a certain charm that left drangate and look drangate's obviously in a, in a much healthier position uh everybody that we seem to mention or that we seem to talk to that has some relationship to pre-split and post-split says that the the mental health and the overall health of this company is so much better now i thought it was interesting um Watching the Chris Hero Bandito interview on High Spots, when it comes to the Dragon Gate section, uh, there was there were, there were some questions there that uh, you know Chris Hero must have had good people in his ear uh, to tell him what to
2: ask, and one, it, it's good to talk to people who are knowledgeable about subject matter. You know, when you are going to go officially on for some stuff, you know, th- 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 there are certain reporters that could learn.
1: Uh, and there, you know, Hero asked the question: what What was the difference between? You know, pre OWE and post OWE. And I thought it was interesting that Bandito said, you know, the only thing that changed was a better boss. You know, dojo was still the same, travel was still the same, but we had a better boss. And that, that obviously, you know, as we look down the barrel four years later, things worked out for Dragon Gate. And I'm delighted for the promotion. This is a long-winded point of saying, hey, Shima's still very good, and I still get excited when Shima's in high-profile matches, and even if Shingo took the night off, which, by the way, he deserves it, uh, even though he was paid to wrestle, he took the night off, Shima is still a very good pro wrestler, and he got to showcase that here, so it is a bummer that his 25th anniversary looked like this. I would certainly like to see the crystal ball alternate universe where he never leaves, and the pageantry that takes place on his 25th anniversary in a Dragon Gate ring, because I think it would look drastically different, but this is a fun match I I will take up any chance to see Shima and Kazuma Sakamoto wrestle one another
2: yeah it's good seeing Kosma. he's still very good yeah
1: god yeah I, I I miss him I miss him yeah
2: yeah uh Kawakami another guy I'm trying to figure out okay like so, uh, 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 like we'll do a Spears of Asians episode where it's just like Case tries to uh, like be the be the psychiatrist as Mike tries to talk, talk through his feelings about Glee
1: it's a truly bizarre promotion, and I think even the people that are into it, which I like, you can be a Gleet as much as you want, but you do have to admit, God, this is a weird promotion.
2: It's, it, it, the, these are the things that you'd hear Zellner talk about, like those, those Japanese NDs, that, that, like Kageki Pro, and you're just like, oh, you're talking about this here. It, it, in five years, people will be like, oh... Somehow, Gleet's still on YouTube. Boy, let's go watch through all of Gleet. Like, that's the one service they're doing. They're making everything freely available on YouTube. So when they, when they, when they fold, their content is out there for the masses. Like, that's the one positive I could say about Gleet, other than wrestlers getting paid.
1: It's very unfortunate to think that Gleet is far more easier to watch than Gate more often than not.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I just... Uh, we could be here until midnight me trying to figure this out
1: (laughs) no nothing about it makes sense but Lindemann versus iria a very very good match go watch it and the shima anniversary match to me as someone that cares about this sort of stuff as someone that cares about the legacy and the impact of the dragon system i I find it to be worthwhile it was it was an okay match i mean again shima can still go Cosma can still go and so that will be gleet talk for the next six
2: months yep and that will do it for open the voice gate this week uh check on voices of wrestling.com case and i are splitting the Corkin reviews case will have king of gate i will have tory mod reunion and we'll have a lot to talk about next tuesday but i don't think are they off after the corkins let me check real quick to see what their schedule is coming up no uh, there's a there's
1: yeah. a sambo show this weekend
2: yeah we, we and then the next weekend they have Fuku- they have a triple shot in Fukuoka. Ah, okay. So we're in a busy, busy June as we are now fully on the road to Kobe World Kenan Hall and the double header with uh, Ultimate Dragons' thirty fifth anniversary and Kobe Pro Wrestling Festival twenty twenty two. Any other thoughts before we get out of here? Nope, that's all I got. All right, you can follow us on Twitter at open openvoicegate. Cases at underscoring your case. I'm at fuchiheya. Thanks for listening to Open the Voice Gate. We'll be back next week talking about the huge week in Dragon Gate. Take care.
1: Doctors take field of greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain.
2: We're like you, too
1: much fast food, not enough exercise. That's why I take field of greens. The fruits and vegetables in field of greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And Field of Greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code HEALTH at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.